Are you on fire, Tiana? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Not another girl pie. I hate you. Here comes your part. Here comes your part. <laughs> anticipation <laughs> right why do i feel embarrassed tiana is this girl is on fire oh fuck hi guys we're back we're back on our what is this our third episode third episode check us out so hey guys i'm bunny also known as Ish Bunny. People be calling me Ish because I get serious and shit. And I'm also here with my lovely co-host. Tiana. I guess I have an AKA now, the girl on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So it's like, like some Hunger Games shit. <laughs> tell us how your weekend was. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm glad I have the floor now so I can say fuck you for that. <laughs> so this is what happens. I This is the first time I realized like, okay, I'm getting old. This is what happens when you try to keep up with the kids. <laughs> so I ended up at a, a birthday party. I was, of, there were two of us who were quite a bit older than everyone else there. So I was one of the oldest there and... I was trying to keep up. I was making friends. I was taking shots with random people and I was living my best life. Or at least I thought. <laughs> so uh, outside. Keep in mind, you guys, that Tiana is only 23 years old. <laughs> okay, but I've been at this life for a while now. And I feel like this is the point where your tolerance just starts to go to shit. Like, I cannot drink the way I used to. I don't bounce back from hangovers the way I used to. I feel old, okay? Especially compared to everyone there. They're, like, able to just fucking down vodka like nothing. And they're chilling. Like, no. This is not that easy anymore. So, anyway. I'm drunk as shit at this point. Uh, (laughs) You know what I just noticed right now when you were saying that? Is that we are two separate generations we are it's crazy because i i used to be able to bounce back like this at your age still (laughs) yes it wasn't until my 30s that i was like all right cool i gotta chill because like yeah but i I started partying like really late in, in my in my days like i started partying when i was like 19 okay i mean still though i don't know i need a refund or something (laughs) fucking where's the return policy (laughs) no you need a fucking reboot (laughs) you need a new a whole new motherboard (laughs) reset to factory (laughs) no for real so anyway uh there were some people sitting outside around a fire all cozied up and i decided to run outside because i'm just so excited and i fell in the fire (laughs) 
I was wearing was that girl (laughs) on fire (laughs) I fell in the fire I was wearing a white puffer that shit just it's destroyed now it's so burnt so I fall in the fire everyone's trying to pick me up and they're like take off the jacket so I take off (laughs) the jacket because it's on fire and I was fine everywhere except my wrist my wrist is it's fucked up man like the burn is insane it hurts like hell uh sorry there's coco she's barking um my coco go <laughs> mama the same the time um so what was i saying uh oh my wrist dude so not the next day but day after i had work and at the beginning of my shift i was feeling okay by the end of my shift my wrist was so swollen it was hurting like fuck my entire forearm and hand was throbbing i text my dude and i was like be honest will you leave me if i lose a hand because at that point i was i was accepting that i'm gonna have to take off my hand like it was hurt the pain was so bad i had to take so much ibuprofen just to sleep it's not funny i see you laughing you think this shit's funny dramatic you think this shit's funny with your little songs and shit like it's not funny okay (laughs) dude and he will not stop making jokes to me about the fucking fire (laughs) i told him rihanna was like the hottest shit in the world and he's like oh no after you fell in the fire (laughs) oh that's cute though that's cute no he dropped water on me and then his comeback was oh just trying to put the fire out like (laughs) everyone thinks it's funny and i'm going through it okay well anyway i hope you had a better weekend than i did yo my weekend was hella busy like i had to do a lot of shit um so me and my family do like a gift exchange for christmas we don't do like everybody gets a gift type of deal only the kids you know because christmas is mostly for the kids so I went to go do our little gift exchange. And you know, us Hispanics, we get any chance to be able to fucking party. So we were like, let's do the name drawing parties. <laughs> so I was at my at my sister's house and we did, you know, our little um, secret Santa drawing and stuff. So it was pretty cool. I had fun. We hung out as a family. We played giant Jenga. And then we make rules, like we write numbers on the blocks and we make rules. Like if you pull this one, you have to do the chicken dance. If you pull this one, everyone has to do the flamingo round, which is you stand in one foot and try to get your block out. Like you Jenga in one foot. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are so fun. I'm going to leave my family and will you guys adopt me, please? Because... You're always welcome. You know, you're always welcome to come down. This sounds so fun. Oh my gosh. That sounds so fun. It's really fun. And we do it with my nieces, which is pretty cool so that they, you know, break out of their shell and don't feel embarrassed in front of people. So that (laughs) is very important. So we make them do it. We're like, those are the rules. You guys got to play. So they're like, all right. We do the head and shoulders. These are toes. These are toes. <laughs> Dude. Okay. You need to send me 
<laughs> I need a list of rules and shit and you need to send me this and I am incorporating this into my life because that's the kind of fun I need yeah all you have to do is buy the Jenga on Amazon and literally just take a sharpie and write like random <laughs> we do one through eight on the blocks and just you know just pick random blocks to like write it down I actually just bought a um, Jenga oh you did mm-hmm. so nice. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do that yeah I'll send you a little list, but my week was dope. Um, and speaking of my nieces, one of my nieces was recently getting bullied at school um, by some kid, actually. And they told my brother-in-law that they were going to move her from her seat and stuff. And they didn't end up doing it. You know, my brother-in-law checked with my niece the next day and she was like, daddy, they didn't move me. So my brother-in-law actually had to go there and talk to the principal and say like, hey, you know, my daughter's getting bullied. This isn't okay. Like she feels uncomfortable. She comes into my car crying. Like you guys said you guys were going to do this. Why hasn't this been done? So anyways, the situation was rectified. And so far we haven't heard any like concerns from her. And I'm sure my sisters talked to her. I just haven't like followed up with her, but which brings me to the question, like, were you ever bullied when you were younger? So I was definitely, uh, so, okay, I don't know, what's, hold on, I want to look at the definition of bully, because I feel like when I hear bully, I think of, like, having a consistent bully, like, someone who's just on your ass every fucking day, just making your life miserable. Oh, yeah, it's just any person who uses their strength or power to harm or intimidate those who are weaker. Um, I've definitely had incidents where um, where I was bullied. Um, I was, even without or before I ran into any type of situation where anyone said anything hurtful to me or made me feel away, I was just always a very insecure kid, and I don't know why. And not even just kid, like, it followed me into probably my late teens. And it's crazy because I don't know where it came from. Like I said, uh, later on, there were isolated incidents where people would point things out to me to try to make me feel less than or intimidated or ugly, if you will. But I don't know where that initial insecurity came from. But as far as those situations, yeah, uh... So one of the things I'm okay, obviously I'm Hispanic, so I'm hairy as fuck. <laughs> that was one of the things that people would point out about me is like, girl, you got a lot of hair on those arms. Or like, <laughs> they wouldn't say it like that, but they would point it out. And it, I was so embarrassed by it. Um, I remember being very young, probably way younger than a kid should start shaving I think I was maybe like I don't know nine or ten and I would beg my mom to let me shave my arms and my legs because I was just so hairy and I don't know this this was before it was even pointed out so I don't know that it was something other people noticed but it's something that I noticed about myself that I was already scared of um but also my nose I never knew I had a big nose (laughs) like I said I was very insecure so I was hyper aware about things about myself sorry, Coco, stop. I was hyper aware about things about myself, such as um, like having small lips or being hairy, but I never knew I had a big nose. And 
one time uh one of my friends actually was being bullied by this girl and so I intervene and my thing was just kind of like if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all whatever she just comes at me talking about get out of here with your big ass nose <laughs> I was just like yo that was the first time I realized oh my gosh I do have a big nose or maybe not I have a big nose but I don't have a tiny nose and so since then that's also something I've been very insecure about I don't I don't think you have a big nose at all like <laughs> not even close to it but I mean people can be rude like that they can they can you know be vindictive is the right word about that um I was bullied when I was younger because I've always been a big girl so I was always bullied about my weight um you know we didn't have the money to get like the newest clothes in town and stuff like that or shoes so like I was bullied when I was younger but I also had like really good friends that would have my back. So like mm -hmm. shout out to my friends in middle school. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Kayla and Baby Girl, man. Those were those were my those were my girls. They would always like have my back and say something um on my behalf. But <clears throat> I was constantly bullied for my weight. So much so that I didn't realize that I was even attractive till like a later time in my, in my, like a later age is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't realize I was attractive till maybe like I was 19. Like I started feeling like, oh, okay, I'm actually attracted. And like, even to take compliments, it took a lot for me to be like, um, okay, you're being serious or are you just clowning on me? Like, are you just being funny are you picking on me what like what what is this you know so it's it took me a while for me to have that trust and be to even say to a compliment you know somebody said you're pretty to for me to even say thank you it was it was always kind of like what oh whatever or some some shit like that because I was so insecure so it took me a while and just like how we were talking in, in one of our last pods um, about what a woman should look like, it has evolved. So me being a big girl or a thick girl, being curvy, having an ass, having boobs is in now, which a couple years ago, that was disgusting. So like even shit like that, especially when you're young, when you're barely trying to find who you are and even being in a relationship trying to maintain that trying to maintain your attractiveness and trying to still have some sort of attention you know it's hard so it took me a while for me to like come into who I am now um to accept that I am beautiful regardless of what other other people's standards are so just kind of like to the self-love this is what I always say you better how to you you not better but you have to have self-love but I also um like used to get into many fights when we were in high school um because I had a friend that was that would be made fun of which is my best friend um she has birthmarks on her neck that look like hickeys well she had because she has them removed now but 
um, there was people that would bully her about that. Like they would say very shitty shit to her and I would get mad <laughs> every time I would be so mad and I got into a fight with one girl once because she was saying some shit about her but her and I became really close because of that you know we were both getting bullied for some or other reasons so it just you know it creates friendships you have good people out there and you also have bad people out there but if you like like I said my friend Kayla my friend baby girl they would back me up. If you have good people around you like that, it helps throughout the whole bullying process. Right. It's fucked up. And the things that kids, and okay, I shouldn't even say kids because as I get older, no, there's still grown ass bullies. <laughs> like we really got grown ass bullies out here. But um, the things that kids say that they they know they're being hurtful, but I don't think that they realize that that's something that people are going to take with them forever. That it's something that, you know, people will hold on to and that really do change their view of who they are and how they are viewed in the world. Um, like you were saying about taking compliments, that can affect you thinking like are you being serious right now or are you saying that just to make me feel good or are you saying that just to see what kind of response I'll reply with just so you can laugh like it's fucked up out here um I actually know someone who was telling me that her niece was being bullied in school because her mom passed away yes yes Wow. The things that kids, it it blows my fucking mind. Like, I get that you're a kid. I get that, like, your knowledge and your morals are limited, but, like, to what extent? Because do you not have any home training? Like, (laughs) I'm being serious. I know you love me, but... No, it's just, it's just funny. Home training is hilarious. Um, my, my older sister. Um, so whenever I refer to my sisters, they're actually my best friend's sisters, but my best friend and I pretty much grew up together. So they're my sisters too. But anyways, my sister would always say that, like, do you have any house training? She would say other words, but I'm not going to say them because they're kind of offensive. So, (laughs) but it's like, she would just say, were you raised in a farm? Mm. Is what she would say, you know, were you raised in a farm? Like, do you have any manners? Like, what the fuck is going on right now? But it's so true. Like, um, my best friend is such a beautiful girl. Um, And for her to be bullied over birthmarks that she has no control over was just insane to me like bro that's what you're looking at like you're just being a hater at this point but you know just seeing my little nieces go through that it really hurts me too because it's not a good feeling just it hurts your self-esteem and just like you said people don't realize that you carry that throughout your whole adulthood until you can like finally make peace with it and just kind of be like you know what people react to you because of something that they've internalized so they're just kind of letting their emotions free so it's it it had nothing to do with me basically right now so and now I'm just like 
this is who I am. I'm beautiful. I'm a big girl and I'm always going to be big. Mm-hmm. And like you said, all the things that kids bully other kids over, it's stuff that is completely out of their control. Exactly. Completely out of their control. It really is. It really is. But that brings me to another topic, just speaking about friends and you know, me talking about baby girl, Kayla, <laughs> my, <laughs> and my best friend, how they had my backs. It's like, do you ever feel like you have to hold your friends accountable? So that's a tricky situation. Yes, but at the same time, I feel that if you're my friend, you should also hold yourself accountable. You know? Hmm. You should take... I feel like for someone to consider you their friend is a privilege. And so you need to... There's standards there. You need to live up to that standard. Um... So as far as holding friends accountable, one thing that's important to me is defending my name when I'm not present to defend myself. If you can't do that for me, or if you at least won't intervene, shut shit down, like it's, it makes me question, do you really care about me? Or do you really care about my character? Because if I'm going to consider you a friend, you're close enough to me to know my intentions, um, how I carry myself. And you know that I'm not, you know, a bad person, a malicious person. You know that I, whatever is being said about me, it's most likely not true if it's, if it has to do with how I treat other people, you know? Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, I I also think that it has to do with um, the other person's character. For example, I, I always like to speak for myself um, because that's all I know. That's my life experience is what I've been through. Um, so for me is people know not to talk about certain people around me because I will shut it down. Right. People know that those people are close to my heart and that if anybody says anything, I am going to say something Um, because that's how I am. I will be vocal about if I don't want somebody to be spoken about in front of me. You can go and talk your shit wherever the fuck you want, (laughs) but don't talk about people that I love or hold close and dear to me in front of me because I'm not going to allow that. Because I know more than you do is basically how I feel. See, and that's an important thing as well. Like, even if you are going to say, oh, I shut that down or I did X, Y, and Z. It's like after multiple attempts, why do people still feel comfortable enough to say those things around you? Because that's making me question whether you truly were you know, defending me or whether you were really, 
you know, writing for me the way that you said you were. Because like you said, at a certain point, people just won't even want to say those things around you anymore. Exactly. So it's it's more of a an accountability situation for me is you have to hold yourself accountable to that friendship. Because, I mean, if that's your friend at the end of the day, if they've really been there for you, they've walked with you, um, nobody should be disrespecting them in front of you. As, as far as how how I am, like that's just not acceptable. And it could be as simple as, I'm not saying like pop off on someone and be like, fuck you, bitch, don't be talking about that. <laughs> I can't hold people to that standard because that's the type of person I am. So I, I understand that not everyone is like that. <laughs> all I'm saying is, all you got to say is like, hey, yo, that's so insult to me. Don't talk about them in front of me. You know, that's it. I don't I don't want to be a part of this conversation. So let's switch right. it up or go outside. But, you know, I, I'm not going to tolerate it. Right. Just ride for me the way the beehive rides for Beyonce. You really love Beyonce. Just like I love Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I love Rio. Okay, I'm also Navy. You can be both Navy and Beehive. I guess. I don't know. What do you mean you guess? Stop pitting women against each other. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, why can't How, you be both? Why, why was I putting them against each other? I didn't even say anything like... Nah, fuck that or anything like that. I, like, I said you can be both. And you're like, I guess. See? <laughs> Bitch. I can be actually I, I'm a stan of many people. I have room in this little heart of mine. <laughs> do you think you hold people accountable, Tiana? I do believe so. I I would like to believe so. Um, do you think that comes from somewhere? Holding people accountable? When it comes to friends, I think I think it can come from different places. So I do feel like there are people who may not agree with uh, like certain actions of their friends that they may consider to an extent intolerable, but they will not speak up or won't say anything because they are... Uh, I don't want to say desperate because if you're hurting inside, I don't want to label you as desperate, but to an extent, yeah, they're desperate to have people around them. They're desperate for friends. They're desperate for some type of attention. They're getting something from this person or these people that they aren't getting in other areas or that they're lacking. And that can come from maybe parents, siblings, uh, some type of authority figure, I feel you didn't get the care that you wished for or the attention that you wished for. Or maybe, shit, maybe it can come from, like we said, bullying. Maybe you were bullied and you didn't have many friends. And then the second that you do get friends, you're just, like, you want to hold on to that. So you don't hold these people accountable, even though you disagree with their actions or how they treat you, how they treat others. Um, but for the most part, I think if you don't have a certain level of I don't want to say strength but if you're not secure 
if you're not secure and you didn't you weren't taught that or you didn't get have a certain level of security in your home especially from your parents then that's what can lead to you know uh not wanting to hold other people accountable or letting things slide that you really don't want to things that you don't necessarily feel are acceptable or appropriate but there's something missing and they're filling a void yeah i i totally agree with you confidence is everything and and i think confidence stems from like your relationship with your parents i don't know if if i'm right with that but um for me i think that that's where most of my confidence lacked because nothing was really being addressed it was just kind of like being covered with other things you know like the real issue wasn't being addressed so it took me a while to recognize what was going on you know into my adulthood it wasn't until I was older that I was feeling that I needed to do a switch on what I was doing so most of it is considered self-love which is you know doing things that are good for you eating healthy working out um hobbies uh being around people that you love setting boundaries is self-love because I Mm -hmm. believe that most of us lack the ability to set to set boundaries and not for like all the wrong reasons but because that's what we're mostly taught we're mostly taught that we're always supposed to be there for each other regardless of anything but boundaries create a portal for self-love because you say no I'm not going to subject myself to this type of behavior just because I was taught that I'm supposed to be there for someone regardless of anything Right. I can't fill your cup when mine is empty. Exactly. And especially with family, I feel we're taught that it's wrong or disrespectful or selfish to set boundaries when it comes to family. That's one of the areas that I've struggled with most. And like you said, it's difficult to try to talk with yourself and convince yourself that it's it's in fact the right thing to do because going back to what I just said you can't be there for others you can't help others when you're you're lacking in so many areas when you have all these blockages when you you can't even be there for yourself you know you can't show up for yourself so in that case how can you show up for someone else (laughs) but yeah that's so true it's it's um all correlated everything stems from something it's just a matter of paying attention to yourself and how do you pay attention to yourself by setting boundaries and creating time for yourself because you deserve time to just be with yourself (laughs) right or else you're burnt out exactly and then you can't do shit for anybody else car's out of gas (laughs) (laughs) you're being towed and shit (laughs) audience I want you guys to know that the moments that we go silent 
is because we're laughing so hard <laughs> that we're not breathing. Because <laughs> there's just these moments of dead air, or at least it seems, but it's because we're laughing, but we're just like moving our faces back and forth. <laughs> yes. But making so no true. sound. But this has been a good conversation, Tiana. I loved it. We like covered some pretty deep topics. Right. It does get a little deep sometimes, but that's okay. It's good to talk about. I feel like even as I speak, sometimes I don't have the answers, but as I'm speaking, I kind of work my way through the answers. So sometimes it's not so much about... Like, yeah, getting feedback is amazing. I love that. I love getting advice. But sometimes as I'm talking myself through it, trying to explain the situation, I start to realize things on my own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, talking yourself through it. That's why journaling is so good. Mm-hmm. Journaling puts those train of thoughts onto paper, which helps you kind of process it better. So that's why that good (laughs) yeah it helps in a lot of ways I feel it it's a release like you don't feel like you're just holding so much in anymore even though it's only going on a piece of paper you're still getting it out um so it's that release along with like we were saying as you kind of write your way through and you're processing it in your mind um you're able to come up with solutions sometimes or even just able to acknowledge situations that you were feeling very like cloudy about before yeah for sure so but um, when you're so I know we said like journaling and all that when you're going through situations like that do you prefer to just journal or do you speak to people about it like for me I know I go to my mom for everything I talk to my mom about everything do you have go-to people? Uh, I I don't. Uh, it used to be my dad for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's no longer here. So ever since he's gone away, it's just kind of been like a blockage there. So I tried to journal, which has helped a lot. Uh, but I don't really like to do it because it resurfaced a lot of feelings. So I just I just do it when I'm really feeling overload. I'll go and journal. Um, but other than that, I, I really don't, other than my best friend. Um, but I was a complete daddy's girl. So my dad was my homie. I would always mm-hmm. go and talk to him. He was my best friend. I would hit him up every day. Um, I would see him every day. Um, I don't know. I had a really good relationship with him. Me and my mom aren't really, you know, that close. I I love my mom, but I don't know. We, she's, my dad always taught us to take care of her. So (laughs) it's more of a nurturing type of relationship than, uh, than how it was with my, my dad and I. That makes sense. Yeah, I I also have a very different relationship with my mom versus my dad. Like you said, I also love my dad. Like, I know he's there for me. Like, I I don't feel that, you know, I'm closer with my mom 
because he's like lacking in any way or like less of a parent in any way it's not that by any means we just have a different relationship that's really it like my mom I will call dude <laughs> okay I called my mom yesterday because someone was knocking at my door and would not stop I was freaking out but I wouldn't go to the door mind you I'm 411 so I can't even see out the people oh my god <laughs> so I just heard someone knocking on the door. I was freaking out. I call my mom. I'm freaking out. Turns out they were dropping off a package because I've been doing too much online shopping. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so that's the thing. I call my mom for every little thing. Whereas I know I can do that with my dad. Like he'll be helpful. But it, that's just not the relationship we have, you know? It's just yeah. not. Like, I know I can. If it comes down to it, like, I can and he will be there for me. But we just have a different kind of relationship. We're just not as open with each other, I feel. I don't know if it's because he was more of the disciplinarian. So I feel like he might judge me. Even though, even if he were to, I I don't think it's judging in a, like, he's disappointed in me type of way um he's just gonna tell me how he how he feels and I just don't think it's gonna be what I want to hear in that moment whereas my mom is more so like I'm gonna support you in this moment whether I agree or disagree or however I feel about it and later on we'll talk about why I think you were wrong or later on we'll talk about what I think you could have done differently but in the moment while you're going through it I'm not gonna bring that shit up because I know that that's the last thing you need right now Whereas my dad is more so, okay, what the fuck did you do? Like, I'm here for you, but lecture, lecture, lecture. Um, my dad was very direct like that, too. Uh, but I appreciated it. Right. Especially, especially, I don't know, it just made me kind of tough. And I appreciate it. I know it's not good to be tough as a girl. <laughs> by definition but I am who I am um but no, why is it not good to be tough it is I, I think we're know. just we're just taught that women are supposed to be taken care of yeah that's true you're right like uh, it's okay to take care of yourself as a matter of fact we fucking should we should be able to do that because if not you're just going through your life expecting other people to do things for you to take care of you like oh I can do whatever because someone is going to lift me up or someone's going to be there to and that's not always going to be the case you know yeah I know and that's exactly right that's when you just end up disappointed or playing victim yeah I honestly think uh, my dad prepared us for that so I'm grateful to just to have that relationship with my dad. But I do think that it's common for um, children to have different relationships with their parents because my brother has a different relationship with my mom than he did with my dad. Mm -hmm. He is very much closer to my mom than he was with my dad. Him and my dad bumped heads a lot. Um, So a lot of their communication was through my mom. (laughs) So... So it's just, you know, it's just different. 
um, you have different bonds with your parents for whatever reason. Um, me and my dad were were very close. Um, we're getting there with my mom, but it's just different. It, like I said, my dad taught us to take care of her, so it's more of a nurturing type of relationship um, than anything else. Um, and yeah. I feel like it's also a little more difficult when people are older because they're a little more stuck in their ways and they're less understanding or not so much willing to to change whether it's perspectives or whatever it may be you know what I give it up to my parents because they grew up in such a different type of environment than we did and they were very accepting to things that we that we did um you know in in hispanic culture getting tattoos isn't very fond upon <laughs> mm-hmm. but my dad was very supportive of that um just just being like um my parents know i smoke weed um they're very nonchalant about it they don't care about it so they're they're, they're very open-minded i mean after my dad passed away my mom she's gone to therapy something that she would have never done ever 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 before so Mm -hmm. which in hispanic culture you don't do that because it's considered you're you're insane so she's gone to therapy and she's just very open-minded and she's very accepting of um of my brother and i so it's changing our relationship is changing like i'm seeing her just be more self-depend like independent um so it's pretty cool right she's older already too so right no that's cool that's good like you were saying about tattoos I feel like every time I get a new tattoo I could just the glare from my dad is (laughs) I can tell he's burning up inside he won't say anything but I know he's just like (laughs) 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 like the Hulk is gonna come out um but yeah Especially how you were saying about like therapy, that too. My dad, he he doesn't understand it. It's just like you be strong and you talk to God. Yeah. That's he he doesn't see that or he'll he'll ask me, uh, like, well, why do you feel like you need to speak to a stranger, speak to your family, like your family's here for you? And I'm like, I get it. Me speaking to someone else doesn't mean that. I don't trust my family or that I don't think that you guys are there for me. It's just this person has a certain level of knowledge about the human experience, you know, and they can help me work it through uh, in a, from a logical standpoint, rather than just, you have so many people around who love and care for you. Be happy. Life is great. You have a home, you have food and water, you know, like I get it. Those things are, I'm not trying to take that for granted by any means. Those are 1 million percent things to be grateful for. But that doesn't take away from the fact that the human experience can fucking do you in. Like, it's so hard to really focus on those things that you should be grateful for when there's a million other things clouding your judgment, you know? I like uh, how you said the having a rational perspective of things. 
because we're not taught that we're taught the you have so many people around you that love you you know everything's gonna be okay um so having a therapist teaches you how to connect your emotions teaches you how to understand where everything you feel is coming from and it kind of gives you a sense of relief emotionally because we're not necessarily all of us taught how to release emotionally it's where we're most of us are taught to just be strong keep going you're gonna be okay Right, and being strong isn't ignoring it, pretending it didn't happen. Like you said, we need to release it. If we don't release it, it's just going to keep circulating. Exactly. Being strong doesn't mean ignoring Ignoring your feelings. It's acknowledging them. More than anything, it takes a lot of strength to acknowledge your feelings. Yes, it does. It is. We have gotten deep into (laughs) this. Look at us. Oh, I'm just like, fuck, are we on a podcast or are we in therapy right now? (laughs) Because I don't know where this went. We're completely off topic, but (laughs) it's okay. I enjoy these kind of conversations too. Me too, me too. But uh, that actually brings me to um, our closing topics which is our current events or anything we recently watched i've been watching dope sick have you seen dope sick i have not but i'm so excited to hear about it because i'm super interested in this kind of stuff so it's about oxycontin it's about how it came about how they pitched it to doctors and how purdue pharma uh brought it to the point where it became an epidemic and or not an epidemic but an addiction in um states where there's mining going on where there's major um injuries from work so they need to have pain management is what they called it so um it's just kind of about the addiction and how it came about and it's pretty interesting and uh i don't know I know, I personally know people who have dealt with addiction, so it just kind of hits home. So it's, it's a pretty dope show. Oh shit, dope sick, dope show. <laughs> <laughs> right, but okay, so when they were prescribing this medication or they chose to target it towards certain people, did they know how addictive it was? You should watch the show. <laughs> Give me the answers. No, I gave a pretty good summary to tell everybody watch the show because it's pretty. It's, Bitch, it's you work for Hulu? Are we getting paid for this? We have a Hulu ad because. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sponsored by Hulu? Or why? I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. Just go ahead and watch it. Okay, it, is, okay. it does have um the first fucking twisted FDA fucking notice ever. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Well, I'm watch definitely going to watch because that sounds super interesting. 
and it also gives you the perspective of um, the DEA and I can't remember what the other department is called, but uh, they're, they're doing an investigation of it as well. I want to watch it because I want to know, but at the same time, sometimes I would rather just be uninformed because it makes me mad. You know, it really frustrates me. Like, I know that kind of stuff is going on, but at the same point, I'm just like, that's that's not what I want to think about. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. Sometimes when it hit home, it hits home for me. I shut it out. So this one's kind of just it's mm-hmm. it's interesting enough to keep you captivated, even in those circumstances. What I'm trying to say. Okay, that makes sense. Well. I'll let you know what I think because I think you and I can have a really good conversation about that. All right, cool. So uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. It's been fun. We got really deep tonight. Yeah, I feel like the past two episodes, we've been mostly just laughing and uh, just like fucking around, but we actually covered some more, more serious and more mental and emotional topics but that's good yeah so thanks i i agree with you we've gotten really uh emotional tonight (laughs) (laughs) the song in the background It inspired me to do that. All right. All right. All right. All right. Good night. Thank you guys. Love you. Appreciate you. Hope you enjoyed this conversation. Also, let us know what you think. We appreciate feedback also. Good night, guys. Can I do my little ASMR now? Okay, wait, we didn't leave our socials. (laughs) Okay, follow us on socials. We are on Instagram, not not another girl pod. Twitter, not another GP as in girl pod. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. I'm more so on Instagram though. Uh, Tiana Alicia, T-H-I-A-N-A-A-L-I-C-I-A. And I'm mostly on Twitter as B-Bunny-Roo. That's B-Bunny-R-O-O. Mostly, mostly, mostly on Twitter. And it's the same for Instagram. Thanks, guys. All right, let's get out of here so we can go cry. Bye.